Welcome to Breakthrough Brands. You are listening to The Conscious Business Show, bringing purpose, profit, and prosperity into your life and business with your host, Joe Dalton. This week's guest is Francis Valore. Francis is a consultant, clinical psychologist, author, and international speaker. After extensive training in the USA, he succeeded Anthony DeMello, as director of the DeMello Centre in India. As Francis would say, it is awareness that can bring transformation to our lives and our businesses, bringing success, peace and happiness. Francis Valor, how are you today? I'm very good this morning. Bright and beautiful here. It's a strange, strange time that we live in. A lot of people see the opportunities that are coming from this crisis and some people are probably still trapped in their own negative thoughts or their own mind, doom and gloom. But I believe personally myself, this is a wake up call for humanity, giving us a chance to look of who we are as individuals and how we treat ourselves, the people around us, our environment and the world in a whole. So I'm delighted to have you on today. I know that we spoke briefly on another show that I that I did about when we were speaking about consciousness and speaking about awareness. But I want to open it really up to life, un- unconditional love, joy, happiness, what we are really meant to feel. So I'm delighted to have you on the show today, Francis. And um we spoke many moons ago about consciousness and you told me it was more than that. It was about being aware. Do you think a lot of people are starting to wake up? Not in my own experience. The numbers may not be very big. There are some people, various levels of uh, waking up. And uh, there have been some people who were really, really awake. The sages, the mystics and those people. The rest of us, most of humanity is on our way. That's how I would say. I have days of joy. I have days of apathy. And then I'm really sort of learning to discover and know myself a lot more. Do you think this is just a normal process that everybody is going through? Absolutely true. I wouldn't say everybody would be going through this because, you know, in the middle of this, there are people I know personally who are very happy, very peaceful busy with various things. Business may have gone down. Lots of things may be happening, but they are happy. They are at peace. They are less affected by that. And But vast majority of the people in the world, I don't know if ever in history, there was a time the entire world was affected this way. Yeah, I think the whole world may have been, like if you look at the Spanish flu, look at world wars, everybody then would have been affected. But I think what's happened differently now is we have technology to share what's happening around the world. Because when, like, if you look at, say, other crises like the Spanish flu, let's look at that, there wasn't a communication. So I think you're right for the first time because of technology, it's making people more aware. And we know this is global. And travel, because otherwise many of these things remain confined to some areas in the world. Even wars did not affect the same way everywhere Yeah, when the world wars. But uh, this one is powerfully across the world. It's affecting everybody. Slow down. Is that the message that we're getting from it is that we wanted everything instantly? You know, we don't watch ads anymore. We jump on social media and we watch box sets on Netflix. Like everything is so, so fast. And this has made us totally slow down. I would say 
it is not only slowing down, slowing down as part of a bigger transformation. Among the uh, changes that uh, that we need to in our lives, even the way we are treating, among the things that you had, uh, I'm sure not intentionally, but uh, that you 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 did not have was how we are treating ourselves. For example, we are individually even our own worst enemies. The way we are negative or we treat ourselves, our bodies, our our minds and our hearts and how we are disconnected from ourselves and negative in so many ways. That is the first place I would start. Come okay. back to yourself and see, use this opportunity for that basic transformation. And when that happens, our families, our friends, our neighborhood will all be affected by that, even if we don't go around preaching and telling people, see, see, I have changed. And then at the bigger level, at the level of uh, the world level, the consciousness of the world changes levels, like how we have treated, as you say, our environment, how we treat humanity, how we treat animals, all those things. This is a time for us to say, time to turn around time for a tremendous, huge transformation that we as a human community have to, we are leaders in this world. I hope we would do that. Yeah. We would take responsibility for ourselves and the whole world that we have a part to play in this because we cause this destruction. If you take responsibility, it's a great time for transformation. That's what I, how I would say. The one thing which came up with me during the week was... We believe that our basic instinct is survival, and it's not. You know, we've learned to survival the fittest, survival as in country. So we build borders and we, you know, call our people back to our country because they won't be looked after in other countries. It's survival. But it's not about survival. Our basic instinct is possibly just to remember who we are and love, unconditional love for each other is our, probably yeah. our basic instinct. Absolutely. I would say survival, of course, that is uh, that is taken for granted. We have to be around in order to, yeah. to be so. However, I don't think that is the most basic either. I agree with you. Um, no, that This is our direction, our uh, the outwardness of our movement. Once we have done our own self-love, our connection with ourselves and our being at peace and we, our being happy, our being alive, really, more than bodily survival, but we do, uh, we reach out, we become more loving, uh, more. That's the proof of any of these things, any transformation, how we are towards other people, towards ourselves, towards other people and the world. Survival starts wars. One of survival the is based on fear, isn't it? Yeah, we spoke about this before, about all the thoughts that go to our minds and the majority of the thoughts that go to our minds are negative. And, you know, we have this thing which we call our brain. And if you look at what everything that's going around is, we get an inspired action a thought that goes through us and then it goes to a process which is our brain and our brain has been conditioned to create doubt and go hang on that's not a good idea that's inspired action let me just throw something into that um, because I know what is right and I think maybe people will start to listen to the doubts but hopefully then they may stop switching their mind off i think the biggest concern or the biggest issue that we all have in this world is our thoughts 
I think our thoughts do us more damage than anything because our brain sticks in the boot and screws it up. It's so true. I absolutely, you know, as a psychologist who has worked for all this past 35 years or so in the field and worked through work with people across the world, maybe about 30 nationalities, serious work, not just me talking yeah. to them all. Um, I have noticed one common thing across the world that thinking, the mind, the thought is our cause of our problem. Yeah. And freedom from the mind is our, our way forward. People sometimes misunderstand when we say that because they think the mind we are talking about is mind that creates technology and the mind that is needed in communication and in, tra- in uh, travel. And, uh, but no, no, not that one. The day-to-day work, the nine-to-five, not that mind. That we need that. But the mind that does what you are referring to, all this kind of unwanted stuff, the commentaries, mostly negative, not mostly fear-based. Mind is the source of our fears. Yeah. And uh, that, I, what my experience is, once we focus, even as a professional in this area, even if, if I focus on the negative thinking that causes anxiety and the fears and insecurity, people stay stuck there. We have to stay on the where we need to go, uh, the positive. So it's not a problem-focused approach, but a solution-focused approach. Come away from the negative stuff. Come to the positive. Come away from the dark. Come into the light. That would be the invitation that I would have in life. And that is quicker then when we change. Yeah, you know, I did a TED talk on becoming consciously aware. And in the talk, I spoke about the stuff that's going on out there will always be there. It's what's going on inside your mind that matters. And I did the talk just before Christmas. And it is so appropriate for it now. Uh, which makes me laugh in a way because it'll help more people now than it will have done before. And one of the things that I think people need to learn is quieter minds. I said to you before the show had started that I was walking around the other week and all I could feel was gratitude and unconditional love for humanity. And I was just walking around with a smile on my face, complete happiness. I cried in my kitchen a couple of weeks ago, not out of sadness, but out of the love and the joy that I have for humanity. And maybe that was just part of my process of just coming more conscious about what's going on. And why do people find something so difficult as in just quieting their mind, which then can help them on their process? Because it's a simple process. It takes practice to get it done, but it is so simple. And once you get it, it can be life changing. Why don't some people attempt to do it or find it so difficult to do? One, is it because they don't want to? Or two, is they're just still caught up in the day-to-day running of their thoughts? Yes, actually, that the especially the second one, even if they want to, they will be probably doing the same thing again and again rather than do something else and actually would take them out of it. And uh, that may not be. And that is, if a lifetime has been spent on dealing with you and trying to use the mind to get out of the mind, we know that's not going to work. We sink deeper into it. It is only leaving the mind behind and trying to break free from that. Only then you will be free from that one. Otherwise, the problem, for example, during this time, if somebody tries to deal with their problems through thinking through that and working it out, not the business part of the thing. Those are things that need to be done. 
but the thinking about it and worrying about it and uh, focusing too much negatively, then they are going to get worse. So they can say, I tried all, everything I did, I tried, didn't work. But then you are doing the same thing again. You are going through the mind stuff. Yeah. So that is what I would say. You, do, you have to get out of the mind. And that is the question. How do I get out of the mind? Yeah. How do I become free? Um, how do, If I sit in the dark and think about this and that and so on, I will still, I'm still there. In the, even if I imagine light, I'm still in the, in the dark. But if I step out of that one and come into the light, find a way out, that would help. But I've learned that to be in the quiet of the mind, you don't need to be sitting in the dark. You could be outside walking and focusing on nature listening to the birds. I think people don't realize that if you're just walking along and actually focus your attention on listening to the birds singing or listening to the sea, you're actually coming out of your mind because you're focusing on something else. Yes, to the extent we are doing that genuinely, like being there, being there for this experience, like uh, looking at, uh, say, now being in the sun and experiencing the sunshine. And not thinking about the sunshine, even when we are there. Like uh, the Zen master said, blessed is he who, when he sees a lightning, does not say how transitory life is. You have gone into the mind instead of looking at that, instead of feeling that experience. You are listening to The Conscious Business Show with Joe Dalton. I'm starting to surrender more and more each day to life's process. You know, I believe... We have good things in our life and we have bad things in our life. And the reason why we have bad things in our life is because we too, it is to experience them. Because we can't feel joy unless we feel sadness. You know, we can't feel love unless we feel pain. And I think it's a process. And this part of what's going on at the moment is probably a process. So we can understand of you have to have one without the other. We call it yin or yang. You're a wise man. You've been studying for many, many years. You've traveled the world. You've sat down with most gurus and a lot of people with a lot of wisdom. How is this time affecting you? You know, I haven't been busier. I haven't been working as much as I'm doing now. I don't know ever. I have been this busy. What am I? And at the same time, I'm so very much at peace and I'm very happy. And it's not just an imagination. I feel it in my body, in the way I live and so on. I'm happy. And the situation is the same way, like business and so on. I have, I face the same kind of difficulties and the rest of the world is facing most people. At the same time, that is not upsetting me. Yeah, I have to deal with that and I will do that. At the same time, I'm happy. Yeah. I'm peaceful. I'm happy and peaceful. Well, like I say to people, I don't think it's affected me in any way. I know it's affected my work and it's affected, you know, like up here at the radio station, we've everyone working remotely and everything. But mentally, I feel a lot stronger. Yeah. Like, I feel really good. I don't know if that's sometimes my doubt kicks in my mind going, is that a good thing or a bad thing? I'm observing and I'm watching the world and part of my mind is going, you know, you should be doing something now. You're going to miss the boat. You're going to miss the boat. And, and I go, no, and none of the parts are saying, just watch. And it's that conflict between my thoughts. When I said surrendering, I'm learning to surrender. Now, when something comes, I look at it and go, OK, this has come for a reason. I need to act on this. And acting on it is, is possibly the best thing. Because even though something happens and it's bad, I know that something good is going to come out of it. So personally, 
it's good and I see the golden opportunities. But yeah. I feel there's more positive people out there, more people yeah. seeing opportunity out there than there yeah. is. Like we're talking about, there's a lot of people who are suffering from anxiety because of it. And there's a lot of people who, you know, their nerves and, you know, they'll, they'll have mental issues and we're preparing for that. But we're resilient. And there has to be a point as well where if someone is suffering from anxiety and this happens, that they just have that dark night of the soul and they come out of it and go, right, that's it. There's no reason for me to have this anymore because we're all in this together. Yeah, but I suppose we are all in different places in our lives and in our journeys. Um, I a possible confusion in the minds of people when we say mentally strong and mentally fit and, uh, and so on. The confusion being just a few minutes ago referring to the mind as the problem. Yeah. Then saying mind becoming strong. In my case, what I feel, the, the secret of peace and happiness and, uh, and the joy and the sense of freedom that I experience increasingly over the last while is not coming from my mind. In fact, the mind is creating obstacles to that. I have seen that in my lifetime. A very um, experienced or educated and trained and all kinds of things that using the mind, the mind has been in charge for far too long. And uh, in some way, moving the mind out of the way and putting what what is in its place that raises my vibration, that makes me genuinely happier and stronger. The other one is very shaky ground, the mind. Surely you didn't, wouldn't have meant that anyway. So yeah. otherwise you wouldn't be happy or smiling and moved by what you are experiencing. Mind doesn't have that power. So I would say there is that secret there that that is available to us all, that is possible for us all to come to this one, that is, this change is energetic and vibrational and not mind-based. Well, let's look at it here. Energy and vibration. Yeah. Explain that to our listeners and why it is so important. First thing I would say about that is our experience and the whole world's experience would be true. This is a humanity issue. We have this mind, what they call the bicameral mind. And uh, the mind that becomes stronger and stronger, the sense of separation, the sense of identity. I do these things. I'm special. I'm different. I'm, I'm, I'm the doer of all my actions. This is our problem. We think initially it is all very good. Some aspect of this, there's some very good things in it, we need to be like this, but there is another part, this one. The ego becomes strong. That mind, the commentary mind, the mind that thinks like that, is the biggest obstacle. The separation of that mind is our difficulty. Not the mind of technology, the mind of day-to-day -day life and uh, yeah. so on. So our energy goes down, our level of our, our uh, the, with the energy in the body, in our heart in our life and the way we live and uh, the way we treat the world and so on we would see our levels of our energy is it positive is it a love energy is it a transformative energy and the way this energy is with the world and the way it treats nature and animals and so on this is what we mean you know the energy the energy of joy and happiness of compassion of love this is 
what changes us. This is the transformation that we need in our life. The other one, the mind comes in with its tricks and its ways and its commentaries and its ego stuff, and it brings us down. And when we make progress in one way, it comes with and pulls us back to where we are. This is where you belong. You are nobody. All the negative thinking. Or you are somebody very special, which is uh, also not very helpful. Yeah. Of course, we are very special in a different way. The one thing that I'm realizing as well is our heart. You know, we've, we've learned that the mind in itself is a thinking organism. Then we discovered that the gut was a living organism as well. And now they're discovering that the heart is a living organism as well, a separate. And I always say to people that if you want to talk to people, instead of focusing from your headspace, if you actually focus on your heart and then have that conversation, it comes out slightly different and yeah. comes out with more compassion. You Absolutely. In fact, you would see that, the, you put it this way, the energy um, that is negative and that is fear-based, the energy that is so free and positive is love-based. These are the two poles, two polarities of life, fear and love. Most people, you know, they think there's the sexual end of love and then there's the heart compassion part of love. And even love is creative. And yeah. something that hit me was that even in offices and where people are working, where there might be an affair or people have a sexual relationship in a team in an office, because they're not understanding what creativity is in a project. So two people are working on a project. The mind is creating a creative idea, but they get mixed signals and they think it's a sexual attraction between each other, where it's not. It's actually just being creative within the project. And looking at that, it's leading to where people are sort of seeing what is unconditional love. If you went around the world and told everyone, you know, we'll all live wonderful and we'll all be better if we all just had unconditional love for each other. People will go, what the hell are you talking about? You can't live on love alone, you know. And I think people are forgetting what love really is. You know, yeah. we think that love is all hugs and kisses and, yeah. you know, high fives. It's not. We need to get people beyond that and say, well, unconditional love is that energy that you feel when you see your child doing a handstand or your child asleep at night or that unconditional love is when you look up at the sky and you see the stars and the stars shine bright and you go oh isn't that amazing or you look at your wife that's what unconditional love is yeah I, I, I would say that and I would also say the unconditionality of the thing is also it doesn't mean you have some kind of uh, it, therefore I love you unconditionally it's a free for all for you no, no, no. I, sometimes love may come in the form of a, uh, maybe hugs and kisses on, on the one hand, but it's also sometimes a kick in the rear, yeah. if necessary, administered also with love and anger. That is love. But there are also that doesn't exempt you from having to do your part and face the consequences of your actions. I love you unconditionally, but I cannot protect you from the consequences of your actions. Yeah. This kind of uh, thing. So what you are, I, I'm, in many words, I'm agreeing with what you're saying. <laughs> we know that every action is either based on love or fear, or every thought is based on love or fear. But every action is based on love without you realizing it. Yeah. We, could, we could really go into, into that level of it. Yeah. But it, it's like even with people, you know, go, 
oh, you've changed, you know, and you kind of go, I haven't changed. I'm just being the person. I think for people, they have to realize you have to love yourself and live with yourself before you can actually love someone else. And sometimes, sometimes we find when we're with people, they're filling a void that we have not overcome ourselves. And for myself, I had to go to a, a time where I had to live on my own and appreciate who I am before I could really understand who someone else was. And that was that happened many, many, many years ago. And it was the best thing that I ever did because I came aware of myself. So I think when we talk about unconditional love, we think sometimes, is it filling a void or is it just loving ourselves? This is how I would see it. Unconditional love is possible if we experience and we begin also. A lot of people's difficulty with um, um, love is that of being being loving is because they have difficulty in accepting or receiving love. Sometimes early life experience, sometimes along the way, they don't feel they they deserve to be loved and they reject it when it comes to them. However, when we stop to accept, we allow ourselves to change with that. We see ourselves as loved. That is the transformation. Self-love is the most, most key, the most important transformation. Yeah. And from there goes out this possibility of being loving. There is a huge need in us, and we suffer when we don't feel loved. It's like Marianne Williamson, who was a guest on this show, was running for the American president and she was talking about unconditional love. You know, this is where it is. And, you know, you're following her Twitter feed and, you know, people going, oh, yeah, yeah, we all live in love. But they were missing the point. You are listening to The Conscious Business Show with Joe Dalton. I'm going to touch on meditation now in a minute um, because there's a lot of meditation platforms opening up online and there's a lot of groups and there's a lot of connection. But before we get into that, where do you see the world in a year's time from now? Will people just forget and go back to the way they were or will there be a transformation? I hope people will not even want to go back to where they were, if they, even if they wish. Or they, anyway, that's not an option. <laughs> you don't go. You don't get that opportunity. I hope it will be moving in a very necessary direction because we are forced to do something to change a huge transformation that we were talking about before. If possible before us here. And that transformation at the personal level, along the line that we have been talking about so far, that very necessary one, and at the level of our relationships and our, our love for people and the connection with people, caring for people, that part of us, and, the, and the looking after the world, the entire world, the globe, not my family only or myself only, that attitude. All that transformation is, I think, it may not happen in one year at the beginning of that one. Anyway, there is no option. I hope this time um, we human beings as a whole will begin to take note and say there's no going back. There's only one way and I can go downhill dealing with it or I can be very positive and I can be, that's not positive thinking, but it is more uh, go with this one, see 
was the challenge that we, I personally, and we as human beings are called to change, change ourselves, change the world. That's what I would say. And we, we will be on our way next year still. And we will be at the same time, hopefully, in a very positive direction. Different countries will have different reactions. Yes. This is a breeder for everyone to kind of go, oh, okay, I can take a breeder. If people are worried about finances or worried about this or worried about that, this is just putting everyone on stop. Yeah. And people are going through their thought process of what what really matters. Yeah. And next week and the week after, it's going to be different for those people. I think there's going to be a lot of people who are going to awaken. I really do. And when I mean awaken, it's I was an atheist. And then probably in my early 30s, I kind of questioned, I wonder what's out there. You know, it was, it was just a thought. I wonder what's out there. And I went on a journey and I'm 21 years into the journey and I'm still searching. But this might get someone to question something and be where I was 20 years ago. And it'll take them 20, 30 years. So this isn't going to happen overnight. This is going to happen. It's going to be generation, generation um, yeah. of, of it. And it's only, only just to start on it. Like the mustard seed. Small beginning, but it's a powerful beginning, essential beginning. Yes, and grows into such a wonderful tree. Yeah. Tell me this, meditation, yeah. the power of it, what does it do to the body? Or does it do anything to the body? What does it do to the mind? And what power does it have for humanity as well? One of the ways in which, when I speak about meditation now, I speak about the meditation of uh, specifically in a certain way and in a, uh, referring to that, not different uh, other approaches and so on. What it does, um, see, we are all suffering the consequences of this present situation, especially anxiety, fears, and the disturbances, the lack of peace, the threat to physical health and our mental health in that, in what I just said, because we know one of the things that lowers our immunity, our resistance to diseases, especially viruses and so on, now is anxiety and fears. Yeah. What's going on inside has a big part to play in our physical well-being. So this is first thing. This meditation eases our senses, breathes new life into us. Because the one that we I am referring to has its own way of doing that uh, breathing exercise and things like that. Based very yogic breathing. Uh, it's not complicated at all. It's very simple, but it's very very helpful. Basically, what it does to us is personally in our bodies, uh, we will let, we begin to notice this. Anyway, this will happen. Our vibration is raised. Our immunity is raised. Our health is better. This is true. People who are meditating, even scientific research and other meditations have shown that meditation has got huge impact on our physical well-being. So bodily healing, etc. In the meditation that I am referring to now, we have I have had so many testimonies from people, this Mahaji Yoga meditation, that they have physically experienced great healing. And uh, it is, and it was actually proven. They went to the hospital, and when they have gone and so on, they have found, "Wow, I don't have those things anymore." Uh, they have shown that. Then, 
in the even this when we are doing this in um, among the meditation actually this meditation is going throughout the world a global light meditation is being done in a at a global community and uh, bodily well being is one the other one is it brings healing and protection and peace into our home like uh, we meditate in the comfort of our own homes silently 21 minutes only at the same time so we are doing it as one community a collective and uh, healing and protection for ourselves and benefit us benefits our families and benefits our friends this is the second part of the thing and another one i would suggest say also is that a very important thing is what we were talking about earlier our responsibility to the world and our being part of this world coming together for the purpose of raising our collective consciousness the vibration in the world bring light into this world join this um meditation for bringing love and light and healing into the whole world that's what we want to do through this meditation collective consciousness yeah has such a power that i don't think people realize you know you can talk about metaphysics which is i think is another day show for us to talk about yeah but the power i think of meditation and that being a collective meditation can offer great power and you know this collective as a collective is so absolutely true and in fact imagine this and that is what we we will have this meditation and we will um, the power of this in affecting the world see what we we were talking about before not getting stuck in in ourselves but reaching the entire world through this one that we are one and one world one family one and not divided the the unity and the love that we try to spread through this one into the world it's amazing yeah and uh, it make it's very post very effective and because we are being guided and um, supported in this meditation by mahaji we know that in this time when we are in difficulty like this the world at this time most importantly needs to bring this divine help this human thing has done this so far and we see the trouble we are in because of human activities especially in this world and we need help Definitely. we need divine assistance in this and she is here with us helping us and guiding us through this meditation and in times of crisis for humanity the world is helped and assisted and greatly and guided through uh divine help directly through people who have come to that uh, individuals realized individuals who reincarnate and come to this world in this time it, and she is one it's like i say if you want to get someone to go on the proper path just go on the proper path yourself and people will notice there's a saying if someone talks like a guru walks like a guru you know and dresses like a guru they're not a guru Yeah. You know? Yes. <laughs> so, yeah. And yeah. it's it's just been it's just been totally totally being you and being being that is the thing that's what I'm picking up is being you being you. Yeah, this is what she wants us to be. Yeah. Not to not to be followers and not to be no, no it's not, not at not all. That, no. Come back to yourself. 
realize who you are this very special being this person this being who is loved this human being and you realize who you really are yeah you are not what you are thinking you are not this body you are not this mind you are much bigger and make us love ourselves and make us self love self realization this is the path she is showing and in this time of crisis she saying do this meditation together this is a meditation of light of global light meditation here here is something when i ask people i say to them do you believe you have a spirit and they'll go yes and i go no you don't and they look at me and i say you are a spirit and i use the analogy of i ask them what car do they drive and they say oh i drive a you know a ford focus i said when you get into your ford focus do you become that car do you come to steering wheel do you come to seats do you come to brake no you are in the car you are using the car to get around so you are spirit you are using this body which was created on earth which is ashes to ashes dust to dust and you are using this as a vehicle to get around and to experience life and then when this body passes you then go back to creation or wherever it may be and the life process starts again the power of this actually it always to to make us realize really you are the starting point so if you are filled with light and what you said about those the gurus just appearances and make it so closes and make it so but you have to be so and yeah. to realize that the whole thing about our each one of us the purpose of our life she would say is self realization definitely and uh, the sages of india have said that also many of them have said that before this is a teaching why are we here thing it is to to do this or that to accomplish this no self realization realize who you are i think it's more time that even for myself i'm having those haha moments and going haha okay got it haha i got it and i'm understanding more and more and I'm taking that chance more and more like I'm speaking about stuff now that I wouldn't have spoken about a couple of months ago because I believed in it but I was fearful of what people thought and I'm starting to now even for myself to experience more of what it's like just to be my belief now is if other people see the way I am acting and feeling that they might then go on their journey or I might create them to be curious that's all we all need to do that's all Absolutely. we need to do absolutely in fact that is our job that is why i do this i would say here i have found something you know i have been a serious meditator all my life you know how many years 49 years of serious meditation and then i have done all kinds of meditations finally the last few years when we started this and i was given the privilege or the blessing of doing this meditation this mahaji yoga meditation i said my god I am so blessed to have this because this is so much more powerful more speaks to my soul and does things to me changes me than any of the other meditations that I have done before amazing amazing including mindfulness and the predecessor so this is where I am completely now and that part of that that I am being 
privilege to be invited to do this meditation is Mahaji Global Light Meditation. Wow. Francis, give out the details because we're coming to the end of the show here. To the listeners who are actually inspired or blessed and uh, want to join us in this meditation, what we do is we communicate with the group members through WhatsApp. We invite them to join us there. And all they have to do is to send a text of course, because of the WhatsApp thing, they have to give their name, names and uh, their mobile numbers. And we, all I will do it is to put, the, put that in. I'll give my own mobile number. Um, I'm Dr. Francis Valour, and my mobile number is 0885 131. And your web address as well? My own web address is www.francisvalour F-R-A-N-C-I-S V-A-L-L-O-R If you go there, you will also see my uh, email there and the same phone number will Brilliant. also be there. But it is actually immediate thing you can do is to text your name and uh, number to this 085-702-6131. I think it's also when you're running events in the future as well. Um, I, you know, it'll be people connecting with you as well. Oh, there are a lot of people connecting with me this way. It's true. That thanks for suggesting Brilliant. that. Because people in this critical times, and I'm telling them, see, I'm here. And, more, and people can still do come to me through um, Zoom and uh, Skype and FaceTime and so on. And we have sessions there. Excellent. And if they want to talk to me, this is the same number. Francis yes, Fallor, thank you for coming on to Breakthrough Brands, the Conscious Business Podcast. It's been a pleasure speaking to you. Thank you, Joe. Thank you very much. Sir.